This podcast audio is from Episode 4, How to Stay Happy and Peaceful During a Pandemic, with Dr. Harriet Stairs, from my YouTube channel, Being Happy Anyway with Glenn. Also available on Instagram, Facebook, and the website, beinghappyanywaywithglenn.com. To see the memes and visual content featured in this episode, please visit the published episode on beinghappyanywaywithglenn.com. Hi, today I'm going to have a conversation with Dr. Harriet Stairs, and we're going to talk a little bit about life in a pandemic and things that may cause us to think and feel and what we can do about those thoughts and feelings to stay healthy and to be happy and to have some peace. Okay, thanks for being with us, Harriet. Oh, Glenn, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So COVID-19, that's why it's called COVID-19, Coronavirus Disease 2019. If 2020 were an avocado, this is how some of us feel. It's the pits. There I am getting my toilet paper at the very beginning as people panicked and were buying things were a little short on that. Fortunately, we have more now. No one was at the gas station. At first, that was sort of nice, not going anywhere. But then after time, it just the boredom build up. And this one says, good morning. What day of the quarantine are we on now? <laughs> what good does it be to be so beautiful when I'm locked up at home? You told me that we were going to be able to go out by April 30th. And the cat says, but I didn't say what year. <laughs> Lockdown isn't the same for everyone. Harriet, when you see this slide, what does it make you think and feel? Well, I mean, mostly it reminds me of kind of this collective grief that we all experience, but how relative that also is. Everyone's experience is really valid, right? But we also have to keep in mind and keep in perspective that this picture, I, I love it. I think it really illustrates what a lot of people are going through. Maybe you're quarantining and you're in an environment that's really healthy and you have your loved ones around you and it's still tough. It has its own challenges, but it's overall like a healthy situation to be in. And then you could, you know, think about people who are living with their abusers or they're living in domestic violence situations or they're living in, in poverty. They don't have access to healthcare, all of these other really complex things. And yeah, I mean, lockdown is, is both a shared experience and a unique one. Both are true. Thank you for that. And you know, Harriet, as you mentioned, child abuse and domestic violence, those are a couple of things that really concern me too. I remember when I worked as a social worker for the Department of Children and Family Services, we were always the most nervous about children age four and under. And I remember when I first got there, I said, well, why, is, why are we so worried? And they said, because when children are five and older, then there are more eyes on them. Other children can see them, teachers can see them, and if something is amiss, it can be reported. And so this is a scary time for those that are in unhealthy situations. Yeah, absolutely. We can feel like we are in a lockdown sometimes. Do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share on this, Harriet? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting, like personally, it's an interesting experience to be both a therapist and to also be experiencing the same thing that my clients <laughs> experience at the exact same time. And I would often say, someone would ask me like, you know, what do I do? Like, what? how do I cope? What am I, how do we get through this? And often would say things like, get through it together. 
And I wish I had all the answers for you, but when yeah. you find out the answers, you come back and let me know. Okay? We're all living it in real time. I guess. It's a really strange phenomena. You know, there's blessings you, in that. You know, Harriet, just going along with what you're saying, sometimes when I'm working with my clients that are college age students, because I'm a lot older than them, I can reach back into experience that I've had and to say, it's going to be okay. I remember when I was overwhelmed with classes, or I remember when I was short a little cash when I was 22, and things will work out. And this time I say, I've never been through this either, right? Yeah. So it right. is tough. You know, as mental health professionals, we can feel a little helpless too, because we haven't right. seen the light on the other side yet. It's true, you know, and even like kind of like broaching the topic of like telehealth, right? And like transferring my practice to all online. It's given this really kind of unique opportunity for my clients to see me be far more human than maybe they would see me in the office. I was living in a one bedroom apartment. I didn't have an office. I didn't have anywhere to go with my practice. I was just like sitting in my living room trying to make the most of it. And my dog would bark at like birds going by in the middle of a session. And I'm like, uh, or at one point he ran and jumped on my lap. And so you just see this black, like little bug, like running into my screen out of nowhere. And I don't know, my clients thought it was really funny though. Cause they're just like, oh, like it's, you're human too. And that's kind of that's the point. Right. Of yeah. And then the street sweeper goes by. Right, or the garbage truck, or like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, here we are. <laughs> hey, you know what happened in one of my Zoom appointments just yesterday? The re that's the reason I thought of the street sweeper. I was on the Zoom with my client, and my neighbor called. My neighbor doesn't let, want me to get a parking ticket, and it was street uh -huh. sweeping day. And I just said, can you stay on the Zoom? I have to run out and move my car. <laughs> And obviously, if I was in my office, I wouldn't have the opportunity to move my car, right? right? We just got the ticket. So, so the Zoom was silent for about 90 seconds while I sprinted out there. So yeah, yeah, exactly. they get to see our, our humanness. Yeah, definitely. I have started coloring to manage my stress and anxiety. Ah, thoughts on this, Harriet? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I poor crayon, the poor crayon. It's, <laughs> it's very apt because <laughs> it's stressful. I mean, and I think when we were talking offline just now, Glenn, you talked about how we don't have a lot of control in this situation. As a therapist, we don't have the control even over our environment and our clients. They don't understand, you know, they don't have that kind of control either of like, when is this going to be over? Like, when are we going to have a vaccine? Like, how do we stay healthy? All these really valid points um, to be stressed and anxious about. And so we're all feeling it on different levels. And sometimes maybe this worked for the person who colored, or maybe it didn't. So even the coping <laughs> skills that we usually use, and we have to be really kind of fluid and flexible with them. At least they were trying, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. You mentioned control. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this a little bit. How about, Harriet, if I read the things that are written on the outside of the circle, the things we can't control, and the mm -hmm. things that we want to let go of, and then you read the things on the inner part of the circle, the things we want to focus on, and maybe we can have a little discussion about these and other things that have come to your mind as you work with clients in this pandemic world. I cannot control if others follow the rules of social distancing. That can be really frustrating. I can't control the actions of others 
anyway, at any time, really, I can't <laughs> predict what will happen. You mentioned it earlier. When will a vaccine come, right? A safe vaccine. I can't control other people's motives or how others react, how long this will act. And this was written a long time ago, the amount of toilet paper in the store. <laughs> Are you okay reading the things on the inside of the circle, Harriet? Yeah, you can definitely do that. So I can control. Um, I will focus on these things. My positive attitude, how I follow CDC recommendations, my own social distancing, turning off the news, limiting social media, my kindness and grace, and finding fun things to do at home. What are your thoughts as you look at this wheel? And feel free to add anything too. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love this idea of, you know, what can't I control? It reminds me of like the serenity prayer, you know, let go of the things, you know, have the wisdom to know that difference between like what I can control and what I can't. Because really, when I think of, of control, like if we get stuck in the things that we can't control, we really just end up extending our suffering. And that's so it's already a tough time. We don't want to put ourselves in a situation where we're having an even tougher time because we can't control the things around us on the outside of the circle, right? Harriet, um, I love, I, I just wanted to interject something that I yeah. really like that you said. You said we don't want to extend our suffering. Could you just go back to that point for a second? Because I really liked it. If I'm focusing a lot of energy on the things I can't control, and I know you you referenced that serenity prayer, right? Mm -hmm. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. When I don't sort of surrender to the things I can't control, I extend my suffering. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, I have a, a kind of an analogy for this that I like to use. You know what the, the finger traps are? Like when you put your finger in one end and, and then you struggle and it gets tighter, right? Like that's right. kind of what I imagine here. It's kind of like, oh, you know, I'm in this, I'm trapped in this. And the more I struggle, the tougher it feels, like the more it hurts. It's hurting yes. my fingers. But if what you a great analogy. Yeah, and like you gotta release that struggle a bit. Because how you get out of those finger traps is you kind of push your fingers together and release some of that tension. And then the trap just kind of falls off your fingers. Having a lot of suffering because it's living in the things that we can't control, we're just staying trapped. Um, so so when we let go is when the trap, the sort of emotional trap can begin to release. Yeah, you'll feel a little bit more peace in that. I love that. And there's that word peace. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for uh, elaborating on that. Yeah, absolutely. Now back to other thoughts you have, and sorry to get you off track, but I just loved <laughs> what, what you said so much. Yeah, I'm also thinking about like what I can control. This is a really great opportunity to talk about coping skills. And I'm looking here for your viewers that may not know, Glenn and I work together at, at a college campus, and I was working at a college campus last year, and so I'm familiar with how, how students might be coping with everything that's going on right now. And one of the things I really wanted to highlight here, which I think are one in the same, limiting social media, and then also kind of turning off the news or at least limiting it. These are points that I come across a lot because I find, I guess, starting with social media here, there's such a thing, <laughs> and I'm going to mention it. I love being positive, but there is such a thing as toxic positivity. And you that's see right. a lot of that. Yeah, you see a lot of it on social media 
of like, oh, okay, you know, here, here's what my day in quarantine looks like. I cleaned my whole room and I, I went on a, a Zoom call for work and I've started my own business and all of this other stuff. <laughs> I learned three languages. Yeah, and I'm sitting here like, I'll put on pants today. Like, you know, like everyone's success looks different. And so the comparison of like, oh, like I'm seeing all of my friends or like all of these videos on YouTube of like how people are spending their quarantine days and I can barely get out of bed. Like everyone's experience is so valid. And okay, like great for you if you are able to start a business and continue with school and go to work and, and all that kind of stuff. But let's put it into perspective we're still operating under the context of a global pandemic. And so there's a requirement of being more gentle with ourselves here. So that's what I'm thinking about with social media is that comparison piece. I love that. Last week on a Zoom with a student in a support group, she said something that I called her out on a little bit and let me just tell you what happened. So this is a wonderful student who goes every fall, every spring, every summer session. And we had one week in between summer and fall. And she said, I didn't do anything last week. <laughs> and I said, sounds a little harsh. She said, what do you mean? And I said, how about this? I didn't do anything last week. Right, <laughs> right. And as you're talking about the comparison, sometimes when we look at social media, we feel less than someone else, or we feel that we're supposed to be living life in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that can mess with our inner peace Absolutely. and who we feel that we are, and that we somehow have to keep up with others, that there's some requirements and some rules that we're not keeping and we're falling behind and we're less than. Yeah. And it, it reminds me too of this idea of expectations, expectations of ourselves, but also the expectations we have of other people. And something I tell my clients a lot, especially when it comes to expectations of ourselves, is that especially in this time, we want to be really mindful of checking in with ourselves a lot. Because the expectations that I had for myself yesterday, maybe I had more energy, maybe I slept better, maybe I, you know, the news didn't scare me that day. And so maybe I was able to be a bit more pr productive, right? And then the next day, my expectations for myself might change. So if we have this static idea of like what we should be doing, we're really putting ourselves in the situation of, again, extended suffering. And we want to make sure that we can just curve those expectations as much as we can and really be, be fluid. I hear... I love that, that we can be reasonable and rational and fair with ourselves. Mm -hmm. That as you were talking earlier, and I was talking earlier about not comparing ourselves with others, we can even be careful with comparing ourselves to ourselves, right? Ah, I love that yeah, you said that. by day. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe yesterday I was able to get a lot done. And I had a better sleep the day before. It wasn't 108 degrees or, <laughs> or whatever, or I don't even know what it is. But today is a little bit of a tough day. Harriet, if we can, you mentioned a term earlier, and I know you explained it a little bit already, but mm. it would, would it be okay if we go back to that term toxic positivity for a yeah, minute? Absolutely. Can you just... Tell us a little bit more about that, especially maybe 
cautions with it. Mm -hmm. So an example of toxic positivity could be social, right? So you're having a tough day and you're trying to speak with this, you know, with a close friend, say, and that close friend kind of, they mean well, right? They want you to feel okay. And so they constantly say things like, oh, but it'll be fine. Oh, it'll be okay. Oh, don't worry about it. So it's kind of like the, the meaning behind it is it's okay. They have good intentions, but the message that's sent is that you're, I can't sit with your feelings of um, sadness or anxiety. And so I need you to take care of that and be positive so that I can feel okay. So that would be an example, I think, socially of toxic positivity. But we see it all the time on social media, good vibes only. That is, that is toxic positivity. We don't want good vibes only. It's okay to have a bad day. I love that children's book. I can't remember the title verbatim, but Alexandra and the No Good, Terrible, Very Bad Day. I don't <laughs> know if you've ever seen that children's book. It, it was written by Judith Yorst, who happens to be a therapist. Surprise, surprise. But when I was an <laughs> elementary school teacher, we would read that book. And I felt that that normalized for the children that there are bad days right. and there are bad moments and there can be bad weeks. And we don't need to feel guilty and shame that we might struggle a little bit. Harriet, as you were giving that example, an example of social toxic positivity, mm -hmm. of maybe someone ex expressing some sadness and struggle they're going to, and while their friend or family member cares about them and wants to make it better and says, it'll be okay and everything will work out, that if I were that person, I may feel like, do you really understand me? Right. You know, my uncle just, just died of COVID. And I love my uncle and we were so close and I'm never going to see him again on this earth. That's not true. That's just a hypothetical. But or at that moment, not getting into the school play does feel really bad. Mm -hmm. What might be, Harriet, a more supportive way to respond? If, if someone had lost a family member, or they didn't get into the school play and they were feeling really badly. Could you maybe give us an example of a way you think might be a helpful, supportive way to respond to someone in a circumstance like that? Yeah, I, definitely. And I think before I even give any language to it, I, the thing that is most helpful for people is to ask them how you they would like for you to support them. So they've expressed something in your perspective, how big or small it is, right? That is sad or it's anxiety provoking. They're scared, they're angry, whatever that kind of uncomfortable emotion might be. And so we wanna make sure and say like validate, like, oh yeah, I hear you. That sounds really tough. How can I support you right now? I think a lot of times we wanna go to that advice, right? Like have you tried this? Oh, maybe you should do this, da, 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 like all those different kind of action items. And I think what people oftentimes most need is just someone to listen. They've, trust me, people have already thought of these answers. They've already thought of this <laughs> all of the coping skills most of the time. And if they needed that, you know, we could trust that that person would let, let us know what they need. And you, you know, you said something really simple in there that's really powerful. You said, mm -hmm. that sounds really tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think if I go to the examples of me losing a family member or me not getting into the school play and that were important to me, just hearing that, I feel validated. They're trying to understand me. They're not trying to minimize my pain. They're not trying to shame me for feeling pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
when I was a, a boy and a young man, sometimes a certain family member, when I would go to them with, with my problems and my woes, would say, it's not the end of the world. Oh. I absolutely hated that because I felt like they were saying, what's the big deal? When to right. me, it was a big deal that the, maybe the girl I had a crush on in sixth grade ended up having a crush on my friend instead of me. And right. so one time I went to that person when I was complaining about something that had happened and I said, and it is the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. No, it's such a good point. I mean, at the end of the day, suffering is both universal and relative. And so we can't sit there and say, your suffering is not real suffering because there's people in the world dying. Yes, that is true. And this really sucks. This hurts. This is tough. That's right. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Any other thoughts on this control wheel? Oh, I think it, it makes a lot of sense to me, giving your, your viewers a few moments to kind of look it over again, because it is, it is an important piece of this, for sure. Mm -hmm. I love my kindness and grace, too. Yeah. That that's something I can control. It's a tough world. There's sadness, there's uncertainty, there's unfairness. But the way I treat others and the way I treat myself is something that I can control. And this is just a similar thought. And this is from the famous UCLA basketball coach, John Wooden. Do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. We'll mm -hmm. focus on that. Now, we were talking about social media and sometimes maybe people showing off and being so positive or putting pressure on us. This is not that. My friend Deborah gave me permission to share this Facebook post in it. We see her bare feet up on the ottoman and in her lap a bowl of fruit. And she writes, grateful for these refreshing, sweet strawberries. This is an example of someone who just let the simple things in her life bring her joy. This isn't about doing anything, getting anything done, but just sitting down and enjoying some delicious strawberries. We call yeah. this mindfulness. Mm -hmm. What would you like to add about mindfulness, especially in these times, Harriet? Yeah, I could talk about mindfulness for a very long time. So <laughs> well, then maybe on another episode, that, that can be our topic. Yeah, you know, the way I see mindfulness is living in the present moment, right? It's It's sounds so simple and it is so impactful and i think of if, if i were to look at it on like a spectrum depression or feelings of sadness is oftentimes associated with the past and anxiety or fear is oftentimes anticipating the future and so how do we kind of reconcile both of those feelings because they can sometimes exist at the same time is meeting in the middle and just doing something really simple like recognizing where you are in that present moment. Something I like to do a lot, and this kind of is an extension of a coping skill, but to help people really settle into the present moment is using our five senses. So, you know, what is it that you can hear in this room that you're in right now? Maybe you hear the whirring of a fan, or you hear that garbage truck, or the dog barking, <laughs> whatever, right? And what do you see? Can you name some things around the room that you can see? How does it feel to sit in the chair you're sitting in? What's the temperature of the room? Can you taste anything? Can you smell anything? And I actually like to add an, an extension of that too, is what is your what are you grateful for today? Just, just one thing. What are you grateful for? And it could be something as simple as these refreshing sweet strawberries. 
I love that. And as we get in touch with our senses, it pulls us in the now, right? Mm, right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for those thoughts. And I hope that you can come back with us another time to talk more about mindfulness. But before we go, now this is a big, broad topic too, but I just Mm. wanted to know if you could share with us any additional feelings on happiness and peace. I was pondering this over the last few days, really, and kind of, it's a a big question, right? Like, how do we stay peaceful and mindful and happy, especially within the context of a global pandemic? Because we can't even remove ourselves from that right now. But kind of what I, I like to think of is connection. Like, that's my biggest thing. And it's a huge, it's all of our biggest things, really. I mean, it's part of, like, evolutionarily, like, how we stay protected. And so we have to distance ourselves physically but that doesn't mean that we don't stay connected with each other we can get creative we can still maintain our boundaries you know we can still say I'm too tired for that virtual happy hour right now and it doesn't make you a bad friend (laughs) you know those kinds of things and I mean blimey we're living in this global pandemic it's just so challenging. And so we kind of have to look at this again, this collective relative grief and know that that requires us to move through it together. We can't do it just by ourselves sitting in a room, like even virtually, that's so much more than just sitting in your own thoughts and sitting in your own sadness or anxiety. We need to rely on each other. And for me, that's where I am most happy and peaceful is when I'm connected. I love that. Let's stay connected, even if it's virtually. But when we do, we can still have our boundaries, like you said. We can say (laughs) no. We can limit the amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Well, thank you so much. And any last remarks to close our episode, Harriet? Well, I'm just hoping that everyone stays safe, stay well, wear your masks. And enjoy the pockets of peace and joy you can find in your day. What a great way to close. Enjoy the pockets of peace and happiness and joy that you can find. Being happy and peaceful doesn't mean we're happy and peaceful every second of every day. I think that's impossible. So let's enjoy the pockets (laughs) when we have them. And I hope you have lots of those pockets of peace and joy today, Harriet. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Harriet talked to us about the importance of having a little bit of gratitude in our heart. She also talked to us about mindfulness, living in the moment, appreciating the sights and sounds and smells of each day. For our sing-along today, I think this will take us into a mindful moment as we sing along with Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. See trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you, and I think to myself, What a wonderful world! I see skies of blue. To myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow 
Find the video version of this podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or on the website beinghappyanywaywithglenn.com. This channel does not provide therapeutic advice. It is intended for informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional medical diagnosis or treatment. Please seek advice with licensed therapists in your area.